Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. moving his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Maddie Kay. And John, welcome, everybody, to this wonderful podcast. And I don't know what we're going to discuss, but it's going to be riveting. Well, there are some things that there, there was an old saying. Uh, if you you ever see the movie Boiler Room? Oh, it's a it's a one of my favorites. Yeah, some Long Island chop shop of a <laughs> stock place. John is well familiar with these these things. Uh, selling. I, I, I you know I love that Long Island is the epicenter of all this just scams just scams <laughs> everything uh, mafioso yeah 
uh, people cheating on something in life. Joey Buttafuoco. Yeah, it it starts <laughs> on Long Island. It does. It just stems corruption is what it's called. Corru- corruption. It all goes back to the Great Gatsby. You know, the hollowness of it all. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, Ben Affleck is talking to the room full of stockbrokers and he's like, you're a nice guy, F you. Go be a third grade teacher, da, da, da. And, there's an old saying, like in politics, if you want a friend, get a dog. Um, so, you know, we've talked about how you spend so much time in the workplace. Uh, probably a lot of people spend more time in the office than they do at home or, or on their job, uh, or at least an equal amount. Would you oh, that's, say? that's only if they're um, performing at peak performance. You should be spending, I would say, double time at the office than at home. True. But there are, um, you know, it can sort of start to feel like family, like you know these people really well. You spend a lot of time with them. But um, as Howard Wagner in Death of a Salesman said to Willie Loman, business is business. That, you know, the people you're working with, they may, I guess there's a difference, obviously, between work friends and friends you've had from college versus friends you've known since you were 15. Um, and I guess we would always sort of do well to remember that. Well, with me, it's always a friendship facade. Right. I'm always buddy-buddy getting in there close, but I will literally slit your throat in your sleep. Yes, absolutely. For for a dollar. Yeah, or for nothing, really. Just to ruin someone's <laughs> life. Just to, just to put your foot, just because you can do it, you know? But if someone well, does I, it to and, you, it's immoral. And I think that a lot of, I mean, I, I'm speaking from experience coming out of college decades ago, is you assume that the workplace is like, oh, you're going to go there. Everyone's going to be cool and chill. You're going to make some friends. You're all kind of in this together. And then day one, it's a stark reality that's going to slap you in the face that that is not the case. You know, you also really have to watch who you talk to, who people see you talking to like perception being reality like in many workplaces there are sides there are cliques divisions things like that and if you're new in there and like i used to work at a high school in quincy massachusetts you really had to watch who you were speaking to because it is a very and what you were saying because it's very very um kind of incestuous you know people get jobs through networks things like that people know each other so if you're talking to somebody and you're bad mouthing someone or you say something negative there could be somebody standing there you're talking about their brother or their sister-in-law and now that's it you're done for so yeah it's it's a dance uh that you have to you know, you have to get a custom turn. You have to learn how to dance. You have to learn how to... It's office politics. Yeah, yeah. Well, my uh, dad's cousin retired as the head of the social studies department at Quincy High School. 
And he told me he was his last name was Harrington, which is not my last name. But he said, I wouldn't really go around telling people that we're related. <laughs> I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. He's like, I, I, you know, had some enemies over there. And, and just by the fact that, you know, he was a lot older than me. He was my father's age. But, and, and you know, I haven't lived up here that long for the past, like, six years. But just that's the way it is. Like, you just got to watch. I remember him saying if he heard a conversation starting about someone, he would just walk away because he didn't want to be associated with any of it. So, yeah. So uh, when when you go into work, you have to assume that everyone's not going to be your best buddy, your best friend. I mean, you could definitely I mean, you could definitely have friends make friends within the office, but you, you have to understand that there's this undercurrent of human competition. And, you know, it's the old term throwing someone under the bus. Like you could be best buds with Brad in accounting until promotions come along and Brad's going to sell you down the river. He's going to stomp on your head. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember I worked with this woman who there was another teacher there who I genuinely was concerned about him not really doing his job because he taught fifth grade. I taught sixth grade. I would get his kids and you know, the year went on and I was like getting wind of, he's not really teaching them. He's not, you know, and I didn't want to throw the guy under the bus. I was trying to handle it without saying anything to the principal, but I wasn't really sure. I was talking to this other teacher because I was younger at the time. It was like 20 years ago. And I told, I, I was mentioning it in front of another teacher or to her. I, it was, you know, I was like my concern. I'm, I'm like, I don't really know what to do. She ran right down and told the principal. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Like why I did not mean for that. Now, I mean, it, it came out later. I wrote a letter to the principal and said, look, these are my concerns. Um, so it wasn't like I was trying to take his job. There was no advantage for me. I was just genuinely like, I'm going to get this guy's kids next year and they're not going to know anything. And that's going to reflect badly on me. Um, so there was some self-interest obviously, but he thought I was his buddy. And I'm like, his name is Bob. I'm like, Bob, I am not your friend. Like if you're not doing your job. Yeah, Bob, Bob, we're going to war buddy and don't count on me for anything. No. I'm not the guy to have in your foxhole. I'll be running. No, no. no. You're you're going to literally bomb the foxhole uh, and potentially blow yourself up. Yesterday, we had a quick power outage at school. So like 15 minutes, but nobody really knew what was going on. And they, we go through all these drills about, you know, active shooter, school intruders, things like that. What we're supposed to do. Do we barricade? Do we get out? Da, da, da. And I always tell my classes, listen. First and foremost, you need to protect the teacher, okay? So we're going to form... You're all going to mob around me, all right? And you got to take the hits, because if I go, there's no leader. Well, And I'm sure during all the drills, you were the alpha male. Right, And then as soon as the lights go out, you pee yourself. 
You, well, ju- you just see a puddle forming at the right near your shoes. I told them you'll know it's an actual emergency when I scream and run out of the building <laughs> and I'm running for my car. You know what? It, it honestly terrifies me. You know that guy? I don't know what. Uh, I, know, I know we joke about it, but no, that's but you know the guy, terrifying. The, the guy in Florida, he's being accused of cowardice because he didn't go into the school or something like that. And there was a teacher who was accused of that. That would be me. I, I would be the coward. Oh, wait, it was, it was a teacher? Well, in one instance, there was a... I, I, I hate to say it, but there's, I can't remember which school shooting it was because there's been so many, which is awful in its own right. But um, one, an officer, I think, was in dereliction of duty. He didn't go into the building when he should have. But I think a teacher was accused... Uh, well, in any event, if I was the police officer, I'd be accused of that, too, because I'd be like, what are you, crazy? There's someone shooting in there. I'm not going in there. Yeah, I mean, a police officer makes sense, but right. an unarmed teacher? Well, I mean, look, it's it's a heroic act if you choose to do that, but you should not be punished. I mean, because it's basically, you know, for, for a police officer, it could easily be a death sentence, right? But at least they're armed and they're trained. For an unarmed teacher, there's a good chance that you are going to get riddled with holes. You're- no, no, I know. I don't. I don't think the teacher was being charged, but there was an accusation that he ran out or something like that. But what the police officer was? I don't think he was being charged with a crime. I'm not. I don't really remember. But in any event, I would be that teacher accused of cowardice and running <laughs> out of the building. There'd be video of me shoving kids out of the way and running. So like, wh- don't don't assume I'm your of- friend. Okay. The one of your um, smaller female students would pick you up, sling you, you right. over the back, and <laughs> right. carry you out. Yeah, and then I'd be talking a big game about, hey, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, how yeah. you saved everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Getting on, telling everyone what a hero you are, and then everyone finding out <laughs> that you're the coward, the absolute coward. So. Don't be expecting me to be your friend in that situation. Also, this idea of, um, like, when an office tells you we have an open culture and we value your feedback, don't fall for that. Don't fall for it. No, and there's there's also, you know, you think that, you know, there should be a level of maturity in work. You, This is what you believe, but in actuality... We're dealing with humans, and uh, work is just kind of a continuation of school. So it's the same thing. Like, if you look busy, right, if you're, like, busy working, hustling, your managers and your peers are going to think that Matty K's got the old nose to the grindstone, when in fact you could be busy drawing thousands of sick figures, I uh, I have a, a stack of papers I specifically reserve. There's nothing in them, but I I, ca- I carry Just them around. Doodles with purpose. Like I'm I'm on I'm on a mission. You know I'm very good at it. Well, that'd be great. Is like, and we we've spoken about this before. Is like, which was a sad story. Is a guy that dropped down dead of a heart attack, and then there's like this forensic. You know they're they're going through his files, so it'd be it'd be great if you were like the star employee, and then 
boom, you die of a massive heart attack and they're going through your stuff and there's literally <laughs> nothing salvageable for work. Like nothing. Like you were literally, it's doodles and like your browser history is like cats and squirrels. Just there's, they're, because they're like, oh, we've got, it's a terrible thing that Maddie Kay has passed, but he was working, he was juggling a lot of projects. Doing nothing. We, yeah, nothing. we have to we have to extract all that information, and they pull out <laughs> nothing, nothing. Yeah, but there's probably millions of people in the workforce who do nothing at work. That's probably what they yes. do. Yes, yeah, exactly. They kind of doodle. They they goof around. They look up shoes or 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 maybe they're put, you know they're there for eight or nine hours. Maybe they're putting in one or two hours of quality work. Maybe. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I remember this woman I taught with. She worked at a, an insurance agency for two years before she went to teaching. And I was like, this was, you know, before we really started the podcast. So we were, we were kind of noodling with the idea. So I was like, what did you actually do? And she's like, I, you know, you do some work on the computer. You fill in some stuff for claims. Then you like walk around, talk to people, get coffee, da, da, da. Like, yeah, it was about two hours worth of work. And the rest of yeah, the time, I mean, you know. I've had days where I've looked back, and it's like a 10-hour day, and I was like, what did I accomplish? Like, what, <laughs> like, what did I fit, What did I do today? And I can't put my finger on it. No. I mean, I know what I did. It was like answering emails, taking calls, meetings. But like, if that day didn't exist, it would be inconsequential for my company or career. It just... Well, I think that's why... You know, people are kind of, well, maybe not. I, I was getting to the idea of like, somebody's a construction worker. They, they're they like, okay, that, you know, at five o'clock, all right, we put the frame up for that house. That's what I did today. Like, there it is. You can look at it. Done. Which is, which is very satisfying right. to a certain degree. Like, that's what I did. Like, we had these landscapers here the past two days ripping up all these shrubs and stuff. Like... I don't know how much they enjoy their work. I didn't really talk to them. I mean, it's a job, but, um, and it's tiring. I mean, it's tough work, but yeah, there's got to, I mean, they might look at it as, man, I would love to be in an office for eight hours a day doing nothing. <laughs> like that would be fantastic. Right. The, the grass is always greener on the other side. Um, so when HR though, when they start to tell, getting back to my feedback thing, Forget it. When they talk about that they value teamwork, that they value honesty, forget it. Don't don't even go there. Say every, Oh, don't do not everything's great. You love it. You're you're you love yeah. Don't be brutally honest. Use the word don't be honest at all. Forget brutal. Use the word creative. You love the creative environment. Even if you work in an insurance office or you're an accountant, just say you love it. You absolutely love it. Do not yep. give feedback that's in any way, shape, or form honest. You don't want that coming back to bite you. If, if I put my thoughts down, my stream of consciousness down for 60 seconds oh. in a client meeting, I would never work again on the face of this earth. No. I, I mean, I think a lot of people feel that way. You know what they do? They start... It, it comes out with the what I just call bitch sessions where people are bitching and it's it's always very petty and it goes nowhere. It's not like anybody's going to do anything about it. 
It's not like anybody's going to make a change or anything like that. No, no. It's just I, I, bitching. And that's, you know, everyone has a filter. And we, we are suggesting that you keep that filter um, in place. Do not remove the filter. That's one of the things that Trump, Trump has zero filter. Whatever pops into his head, he's going to say. And I think people love that. They love oh, it. Oh, they love They love it. They're, they're, you know, I was talking about this with some coworkers. Like, it must be nice on some levels to be so oblivious that you have no idea. Like, you've never had a moment of self-doubt or self-reflection. You've never felt awkward. You never felt like you did the wrong thing. Oh, it's ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Absolutely. I am always doubting myself, self-critical. I I think like, you know, I look at my work. I'm like, this is garbage. You know, how could this is just just beaten up on myself. Critical thinking. But, you know, all that. It would be great if it just was like all of that just went over my head. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I guess it would be. But people like that, I don't think are creative. Like they don't. And maybe, I guess they don't care. Like, <laughs> they don't even know. So it's like, they don't care. I mean, Donald Trump has created nothing. He has literally created nothing in his life except... Oh, this. he's created the the brand of Trump. Well, right. Bite your tongue, Matt. I mean, you know, yeah, he's put his name on things that he doesn't build or know anything about particularly. Or, I mean, stakes. Does he know anything about steak? No. Does he know anything about airlines? Oh, yes, he no. does. Airlines. Vodka. Oh. No. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. Nothing. It's amazing. Uh, so I, I don't really know. Wish I, I really wish I would have bought all that stuff so I could have that as memorabilia. Yeah, I know. I know. I think I did years ago. We worked on a job and somebody had, there were like cases of Trump vodka, I think. And I don't know. Maybe it was something for Trump. I don't really remember, but I guess I. That's, got- what, that's what we should do. We should be branding everything. That's true. It should be like the working experience cereal, energy yeah. bars, energy drinks, gels, caps, pills, bubbles, ointments, bubbles. You know the bubble. Bubble. Formula. Absolutely. How much bubbles. fun are bubbles in the workplace? You just blow S- bubbles. Everyone's soap. laughing. Soap, Tooth, toothpaste, <laughs> fudge bars, ties, everything. everything. Yeah. We should really try to bring back like Hawaiian shirt Friday. Oh, wacky yes. Wacky tie Wednesday. <laughs> you know, really. Yes. That was and we should, really... we should brand, we should brand all of that. Yeah. And like. I used to, I used to um, have Hawaiian shirts. Did you have Hawaiian shirts? I had one. Yeah. Yeah. I had them and I wore them proudly. To work? Like, did you have Hawaiian shirt? Day uh, at work? No, 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 never to work. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, don't, wore, I don't. I wore them. I wore them. You know, just a rat, leisurely. Yeah, I don't. That that's fine. I mean, that, there's a gr- there's a great freedom to those shirts. Absolutely, but wearing them to work ruins that freedom. Like you've just ruined it for you've tainted it. Yes. You know yeah, exactly. But that was big in the '90s. Like they were always coming up. I think it's become. I think Office Space kind of ruined it for everyone because everyone great saw movie, the great thing. movie. Oh yes. yeah, but it opened a lot of like. It was it was like holding up a mirror. Like, see how pathetic this is, and it's like, oh man, that's that's my life. Like, that's what I do. Uh, 
But yeah, maybe it was this this stark reality that you're working 50 days, uh, sorry, 50 weeks a year for those two weeks of vacation where you would be wearing said Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) And it was just just too real to have that stark reality in your face. Well, you know what people do um, now is they bring in food relentlessly. There's always food. It, It never ends. It's always like muffins and donuts. It's never anything healthy. Just to, I guess, get people through. I remember we went, um, we went to, I think it was like St. Martin. No, it was Aruba. It was Aruba. And we're, we're staying at this nice hotel. And the people next door to us were, I, I saw them once. It was like, a, they were a couple probably in their, early 30s i saw i saw them like check in right so i have a conversation with a the guy they're both working as management consultants one was at mckinsey and the other one was at i think bain or something very nice couple like like good like good looking people in shape they go into their room now aruba is 80 degrees uh you know beautiful matt I never saw them leave their room. All I saw were just the uh, the the uh, room service trays and plates, piled, bottles of wine and champagne. I think they just holed up in their room and ate, drank, and slept because they were so exhausted for five days. I never to, saw them come out. Why would you go to Aruba to do that? I, it's a very good. It's a very good question. They probably went out. I just, I mean, I never saw them leave the hotel. I never saw them at the beach. I never saw them at the pool. Not, they were just holed up. I guess. Well, number one, they like to tell people they went to Aruba, not just slept in their own bed for a week. Uh, I mean, for some people, that is that's vacation. Just staying home, not doing anything, just literally doing nothing but like to me you're just watching the clock you know like work's gonna start up again eventually so or they're so exhausted yeah from from the weeks on end of travel and meetings and bullshit phone calls that they just basically collect it's like the air being let out of a balloon and then it's just laying there all limp can't really move yeah um, so yeah, the, the workplace, well, you know what it is with work? It's like, it's work, but then it's also social and it's hard to separate the two because a lot of contacts, things like that are made during the social aspect of it. But a lot of times the social aspect of it involves alcohol and that always creates a wild card that... You know, yeah, yes, and you also have to be careful with the office romances that can get very, very sticky. But you know, it's like you spend so much time with people, and I've heard people say this like, I can't meet anybody else, I'm at the office all the time, so it's fairly natural that you would date a co worker. However, what happens if that relationship ends and now you're still? Right. The... Mag, Maggie's on the team and you've just, you know, you, you had a, a very fast paced relationship for the past three months and then you cheat on Maggie 
but she's still part of your group and team. That's going to be well, an well, uncomfortable yeah. Monday morning meeting. Well, and then you're you're stuck with this for, you know, potentially years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Maggie's just shooting you glances, dumping water in your lap. Well, how could you not? How could you not sit there and oh, stare yeah. at this person like, F you. Like you, you're. Yeah, absolutely. It, it gets sticky. I highly recommend. So here's what I recommend. You're married. Have an affair with an office. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Well, you know? did you, um, speaking of, of such, in the news, there was an Iowa pig farmer who murdered his wife because she was having an affair with one of the pig hands. So this is brilliant. You've got to, I've got to send you the link. This guy calls 911, right? And it's played in the courtroom. Uh, This is just so funny. So he's like, oh, my wife fell on a pitchfork. Like, you know, the the four-pronged pitchfork? Yeah, yeah. And then they're showing, so then they stop the tape and then they show his wife's back and she's got six puncture holes or, or seven puncture holes and signs of resisting and all that. So basically he took the pitchfork and jabbed her in the back. Now here's the best part. They play the 911 recording and he's like, I don't know what happened. Uh, she just fell on it. And then you hear him mumble die you cheating bitch and they stop the recording and they go uh, uh mr so-and-so did you just say die you cheating bitch to your wife and it was audible it was completely audible jury heard it he's like nope that <laughs> I, I i didn't say that deny 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 deny, deny. deny. never happened nope <laughs> and his nope. they got his they got a hold of his computer and he was his search queries were how to kill your wife, right? Uh, uh, how to um, you know what organs to puncture to make sure someone dies. It was just how pitiful is it that we now have to go on the internet to figure even those things out? <laughs> I mean, how pitiful has this gotten? Can't do anything without googling it. I have to Google it. Well, I mean, there's, he's just, he could have done th- things in a, you know, he could have went to like, you know, a library and, you know, went onto a computer and, nope. you know, went nope. into a private, you know, or a VPN or something. Nope. Nope. Not, not that. Well, there was a, talk about, well, they weren't exactly co-workers, but there was a case in Florida. I heard this on Crime Junkies. Two married couples, right? The husband from one, uh, uh, the two guys, best friends for years. They went to college together. Um, One of the guys from one of the couples starts having an affair with the woman, right? So they want to be together. They devise this plan. Uh, the, The guy kills his friend, takes him out alligator hunting. They've been friends for like 20 years. And he murders him. He um, hits him over the head. He has these waders on, which supposedly were going to drag him down. Anyway, his friend ends up drowning. He murders him. This would be like you murdering me, like we, which could be somewhat <laughs> understandable. 
But it'd be like you <clears throat> murdering Tony to get with his wife while you are married, right? Oh, what a what just a ter- the the thought process of these people. Like, okay, do listen, you think whoa, whoa. that you're not going to get caught. Listen to this: the guy who did the murdering was an insurance agent. He took the policy out on the guy. No, no he didn't. So there's like a million dollar life insurance <laughs> policy on the guy Pur- killed. Purchased the day before he dies. The guy's dead. The They can't find his body for a long time because it's sunk into the swamp. The wife of the murdered man insists on having a memorial service and she wants a death certificate. Insists on this, which seems... Very suspicious to the mother of the guy who was murdered. Turns out later, they didn't, they, I mean, everybody knew what happened. Right after this, the guy who did the murdering leaves his wife and moves in with this woman. (laughs) And they're living together. Off of the money from the insurance. This is Florida. What a shock. Florida. Shocker. Um, Oh, so the insurance company paid out before they investigated? The reason she forced the memorial service was to get the insurance money. She forced ah, the issue. Ah, I got you. Yeah, there has to be some sort of definitive legal ceremony, right, for her to get the money. They still couldn't put this together. I mean, everybody knew what happened, but they had no body. That was the thing. There was no body. The guy was just gone, but the mother was like, I knew my son was dead. Uh, so then so these two start squabbling. Um, the, the guy, the murderer and the woman he takes up with, uh, she accuses him of domestic violence. He's in jail. He then cops to this whole thing about murdering <laughs> the guy. So they both end up in jail, this and that. And I'm thinking, why don't you just get a divorce? Just get a divorce. It's tough. Yeah. It's painful. Scott Peterson. Murders his wife and dismembers yeah. her. Does it doesn't make any sense? Get a divorce. Yes, yeah. you're gonna look like an a hole. Yes, you're gonna be a scumbag. Your wife is pregnant. You shouldn't divorce your pregnant wife. Or Plan B. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. murder her and dismember her. Dismember her. The guy cut up a body. His wife. Ugh. Jesus. Anyway, they're not co-workers, but uh, they. The, you can easily see how this tunnel can start to be gone well, it, down. Well, this is this is human nature. You're dealing with human beings, whether it be you know in a in a household or in a workplace. Crazy, crazy things can happen. It would and take a don't, lot. Don't don't be naive to that fact. It would take a lot for me, like if a woman was married, and I'm not married, but if a woman was married and she wanted to have an affair with me. I wouldn't say no out of morality. I don't want her crazy husband coming and murdering me. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I would, but just to be able to murder someone. I like, know. For me to kill somebody, they would have to, I, don't, I, I mean, they'd have to like try to be killing my kids. Yeah. You know, it would, it'd have right. to be something so extreme. Or trying to, like, if it was, like, a, a school shooter or something right, or something right. like that, yeah. where it would, would, would benefit, you know, everybody, you, then I, I could kill someone. But, like, just for, like, I mean, 
if you want a divorce or cheating, right, that's, right, that's yeah, ridiculous. Right, right. Like you've come up with two plans. One, one plan. I mean, there are two options here. You chose the other one. Like, yeah, sure. Or you could just carry on having an affair. I don't know. Like, there's but, other. But people justify these this insanity within their own heads. They really yeah. live within their own world. Well, it's I like think a self created insanity. To bring it back to the working experience, I I think it is just their absolutely boring lives. And people do this on smaller scales all the time. Well, they have affairs, you know, not really because they're attracted to the other person or they even like the other person. They're just so bored. Like, they just want drama. They want, you know, they're just like children. They're like children. You know, they want drama. It's like, uh, they want a new toy. Exactly. They want attention. That, that's why I buy stuff from Amazon every day because I want to open a present. Right. It's healthier. You give a gift to yourself. <laughs> I buy so much stuff, I don't even remember what it is. So it's a surprise. It's just, I'm like, it's just boxes. Just, just barely boxes. open boxes. <laughs> just stacked. I, I order it, I open it up, I don't even know what it is. Like, <laughs> is it a foot bath? I don't know what it is, but I needed it, apparently. Um, some some contraption to help my life. All right, folks. So, you know, we don't want to be cynical, but there are just uh, work. You know what it is? When I worked in the film industry and I would like go on certain jobs, usually they were low budget and you'd hear, you'd get an email. I'm so glad everybody's on board. We're going to become like a big family. Oh my God. Run the other way. First of all, I have a family. I have friends. I don't need you because my philosophy was this. I'm not your friend. I expect you to pay me, right? And you expect me to show up on time and do my job. That's not friends. That's the, that's the agreement. That's the agreement. We have a professional agreement. Like, people I was friends with, who I valued, who I'd work with, like, if they were the key grip and I was just one of the grips, it didn't matter that we were friends or whatever. On set, you tell me what to do and I do it and that's it. Our personal, you know relationship is not supposed to interfere with that that didn't always happen and sometimes it was my fault too but you would see it like people would start to get too buddy buddy with each other and it's like okay now things are getting kind of muddy here so i i draw a distinction between friendly being friendly with people how you doing da 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 but at the end of the day like i'm working for you or you're working for me that's the relationship not anything else so. Yeah, because if things get too friendly too quick, the the antennas go up. No, I don't I, no. And if you're out like, I remember my friend Eric. He worked um, he, at the he managed a 99 restaurant out in Springfield for a while, Massachusetts. And he he always had very strict rules. He never went out like all the people in the kitchen like to go out to you know wherever after work get hammer. They'd hang out in the restaurant bar. He always just went home because he's like. I can't hang out with the people who work for me and get tanked. Like, it just, it's just bad news. And, you know, that's that's just the way he was. And, it, like, you're right. Like, you can't really hang out with your boss or your boss. You know, if you're, if you're like, getting drunk with your employees and telling them all your personal stuff and then you're back oh, at work. Oh, bad, you know? <laughs> bad form. Bad form. Yeah, like, how are they supposed to work for you? You know, it's like, I don't know. So... Be a little careful about that stuff, folks. Be uh, Don't be cynical, but be aware, I'll just say. 
That's our little yeah, piece don't, don't don't go in there, you know, wide eyed with this this thought that you know everyone's going to openly embrace you in the workplace. Mm, yeah, not, not going to happen. And even with someone, not just people coming out of college, but it, you switching jobs. You could be in your forties and you go to a new organization. You've got to learn the the whole the office politics. You know who's who. You got to get the dirt. You know this is this whole play that you got to figure out. Find out who your boss is having an affair with, because your boss is probably having an affair with someone in the office, and get cozied up to that person. Good oh, strategy. I oh I always like to get into the weeds. Yeah. Immediately get into the dirt. <laughs> That's right. That's right. See, don't let on that you know there's an affair going on. See, but just figure it out. Keep your eyes open. And always try to or, spot the weakest one. The yeah, the, the, the weak link. And all what I always like to do is like when I you know see someone, I just give a little nod up or maybe a wink. Like I know something. Maybe right. I know nothing. No. no but no, I no. know so- we're good, right? You you're, and I were good. You're guaranteed. I don't know anything. <laughs> I, know, I know nothing at all. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. Tune in and uh, like us. Listen to us on iTunes. Share it with your friends. Let them know. Let them know. Yeah, spread the word. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.